Welcome to Time to Write. I'm Emily Robertson. And I'm Amy Kelly. We are professional writers and critique partners. We've worked in traditional and independent publishing, podcasting, and social media marketing. Including my novel, Lifestyles of Gods and Monsters, published by a Big Five publisher. My long-running podcast, In the Middle of It. And Accomplished Authors, my business helping authors create an inspiring online presence. We are here to share our creative journeys and encourage you on yours. From the writing process to promoting your work and all of the messy in between, we're here to remind you that your story matters and it's worth sharing with the world. Okay, it's It's time time to to write. write. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Time to Write. I'm Emily. That's Amy. And today we are going to talk about what to do now that you have signed up for National Novel Writing Month. So if you listened to our previous episode, we talked all about National Novel Not- National Novel Writing Month or NaNoWriMo, what it is, why we think you should do it, our previous experience with it. But today we're going to talk about what to do between now when this episode drops and November 1st when it officially starts. Because there are a lot of steps you can do that will really improve your NaNoWriMo, both from a craft perspective and from a logistic perspective. So we're going to talk about both of those things. So Amy, where should we start? Um, why don't we start with the writing piece? Because I think that's relevant, obviously. And I think it's going to be the bigger piece of things. Because what we're going to talk about with just the logistics, that's going to be totally personalized to each individual. Again, we are, and with not with any of it are we ever prescriptive, right. not even the writing part, but especially with the logistic part, yeah. because everybody has Everybody's very so different, different lives from each other. So anyway, so yeah, let's dive into the writing. So um, if you go to nanorimo.org, there's really great resources, both for um, plotting, planning, character development, uh, different writers talking about stuff. As Amy and I would always suggest, spend a tiny amount of time planning and more amount of time reading, researching, and more time actually trying to use the tools. Um, but the best things I would say for for incur- ensuring your success when you start is like, know who your main characters are, who your characters are in general, who's your main character. If you can develop some basic character polls, this is... Um, on the screenwriting life, Megan Lorian talk about this a lot. Do you know where your character is going to be at the beginning and where they'll be at the end? Can you just at least have a sense about that? Um, that's right. a great place to start. Well, and I will say this. I don't, I don't think I said it in the last episode. When I first heard about it, I thought it was like November 1st hits and ready, set, go, start a novel. And it was so um, reassuring to know, no, I can actually have, you, you can use it as what, however you need to. Yeah. Whoever but, you need to. But knowing that I could have some of these things set up in advance. Yeah. And if you're a plotter and you want to like outline the whole thing, like do that. And you then can totally do that. Writing. Like it's not, it's, it's, so, not a, um, it's not a, like a make something in 24 hours. It's, this is just a tool to help you in a community to help support you. Right. And, and if you don't plotters and pantsers, I I don't know that we've ever talked about this, but plotters, you're, you're plotting things out and pantsers are, you're doing things by the seat of your pants. Um, the in-between, I think that's what I am would be a planter. 
answer. Maybe we've talked about that, but I think we have talked about it. Anywho, so you can prep ahead of time as much or as little as you'd like. Right, exactly. So, but I think it's super helpful to have a sense of your world. Mm -hmm. Where is it happening? Like just a general sense, maybe a Pinterest board, maybe, you know, some general notes, what you will have. But the important thing for us that we really want to get everyone to fully understand is at the end, you are not, please, please, this is really important. You are not going to have something you are going to query agents with on December 1st. Oh, and here's why a lot of agents shut down submissions in December, January, February because of NaNoWriMo. Right. Yeah. So don't expect that. You are not going to have something that is ready to send out into the world on December 1st. And even like I told you guys, when I used it for that, um, for if you listen to the last episode, I used NaNoWriMo to finish a novel that an editor had asked to read. I did finish on November 30th. And then I spent all of December, you know, editing, revising before sending it. So, so all that to be said, but if you can just have these characters, the world kind of laid out to begin with, it gives you some building blocks to start building with. Okay. One of the other things that's super great about NaNoWriMo is there there are local chapters. So I will say with mine, here in central Arkansas, there is a local chapter. And so I went to a pre NaNoWriMo meeting probably around October 30, you know, 25th or so they just had a meeting. And one of the things they handed out was some uh, worksheets about characters and things. And people just talked about what their project was, what they were going to be working on. It was a great place to meet the other people that were going to be NaNoWriMoing. And then that group had write-ins at some local libraries um like during the one was like in the evening during the week and one was for half a day on the weekend and they just like your local representative just said like you know I'll be in the library in this room from whatever time to whatever time if people want to come and write and I think I only went to like one of those but I was so pleased to know that was happening that those resources existed so that is one of the other things you can get out from nanoramo.org Right. And if you don't live in a bigger city, I would say most bigger cities would have these resources. Again, I mean, you can Laura, find them. not big, that big of a city. We have <laughs> right. Well, um, but you can go to nanowrimo.org and it will have a list of who your local representative is and how to get in touch and how to sign, you know, how to join that group. You can also um, use their online resources, either your local groups or they're just online groups. So what I noticed several times is they'd have write-ins or they'd have writing sprints. So you're not face-to-face with people, but it's like, okay, at X time, we're all going to start and we're going to try to get, you know, like 300 words in half an hour, you know, whatever. So just to kind of help you get going and get excited and motivated for whatever your writing was. Absolutely. And then also, um, and Em, I know you've done this, um, just to do it recently, but where people will be on like Instagram or Facebook or whatever, and they'll hold um, live session, like writing sessions. So everybody is together with that, whoever's hosting it, like your name pops up and stuff and you're listening. And a lot of times they'll give you a writing prompt or like try to fit this word into what you're writing today or right. whatever, little challenges like that. It's kind of making things fun and, and yeah. adding a little bit of 
little yeah. bit of um enjoyment and community to what can be a pretty solitary gig so yeah I have to say I've been super impressed with the resources that they have available and I oh me too everybody. you get like pep talks from well-known writers that is totally by the oh. way that's one of my um yes. writer bucket lists like we all have all writers have bucket list items. I think one of mine is I would love to some year be a NaNoWriMo cheerleader. So NaNoWriMo, if you're listening, love to be a NaNoWriMo cheerleader, send the. Yeah. And so what we're talking about is um, they'll have specific authors come on and usually it's, it's in the form of like an email or a blog post or that kind of thing. I'm probably some videos I would imagine at this point, maybe, maybe not. Maybe, I don't know, but anyway, I, I just get the and they, um, they just talk about something writing wise, whether it's what their process is or just a word of encouragement. And that's always super fun to, to just see. Pep, pep talk, mm -hmm. which is really great. Yeah. Uh, okay. So there's the writing piece and now we get to the other piece, which is the logistics. Yes. And I'm going to jump in first here because when I first did NaNoWriMo, my kids were younger. I think I had one in elementary and one in middle school. So it's been several years. But I was also working for my husband at the time and pretty much in charge of everything at home, laundry, cooking, you know, all the things. So for me, what I did ahead of time was I really looked at what my schedule was, what my responsibilities were, and I looked at what could I either let go of or offload to someone else or figure a workaround. And then what things did I not want to do that with? Um, I know, Em, we were talking beforehand and you talked about how you love cooking for your family. That is not my thing at all. So one of the things that I did, um, my sister at the time had a catering business. And um, one of the things she did is you could buy like casseroles and, you know, food. And so I stocked up probably about like 10 things. Cause I knew we could have leftovers and stuff. Right. So I did that. I made a meal plan. I like cooked ground meat and froze it. Like all of the things that I could do so that in the evenings when my family was ready to eat, I did not have to spend that much time right. feeding them. Right. right. So that's one of the things that I did. Um, what were some of the things that you did? I think one of the big things for me is number one, deciding what are the things where they're kind of negotiable to me. Like I, I like to watch TV, but is by no means like my sort of prime, like it's not some, some people it's an important part of their self-care. Some people for me less so. So it was pretty easy to say, I'm just not going to do that. One of the other things that has been really useful to me over the years, and there's also a hashtag for this is 5am writers club, which I think we could safely say, Amy, that's not that for me. Might be up I, to 5 a.m., but I won't be yeah. giving up at 5 yeah. a.m. Um, but you can, if you can sort of say, like, I can get up at 5 a.m. and write from, you know, from then until everybody wakes up, which in my house is about 6 or 6.30. Um, that is something I did pretty regularly during NaNoWriMo because, and actually when I get in the rhythm of it, I really, I really like it. I understand that sounds insane. But um, because you're sort of coming with that um, fresh, dreamy brain, so it's a little less hard to get your dreamer self, what what people call the dreamer online. So that's one thing. Could you, can you find, basically the big thing we want to say is, can you find an hour or two in your day? And the other thing we'll say, and I know 
getting ready to say this. My heart's going, just saying it. If you realize you can't, if you're listening to me, you're saying, Emily, I can't. Okay, let's all take a deep breath and say, like, what is the what are the things like where you are letting perfectionism or other people's voices or whatever else or what you're hearing what you should do or what your mother thinks is the best kept house or all those things drive the boat on prioritizing your writing which Amy and I both totally understand it's like this is super 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 hard but if one of the things that I found that I have found and this is a place I found space is like I do like making meals for my family but sometimes it can be macaroni from a box like pizza it does not have to be some or whatever or you know maybe your house is just messier for November which I know there's Thanksgiving and but that's okay well and I would say too like being one of the people who when you said five when you said 5 a.m I'm like oh no I can't do that I can't do that because I know that's not when my brain works best and I know that that's not when my brain works best because I know no rhyme mode and I figured out when my brain works best. I'll come back right. to that in a second. But what I do know is I can stay up until one or 2 a.m. And I can write from like 11 to two at night. So right. whenever my husband's going to bed or my kids are going to bed, then that's when I sit down to do my writing because my brain works better then. And going back to the when my brain works better, what I figured out during NaNoWriMo, and I think this is so cool, I would have... I, I knew this kind of I intuitively, but I, it, you know, there was no hard evidence, but the hard evidence came back and it would take me three hours early morning to get to my word count where it would only take me like an hour, maybe an hour and a half in the evening to get yeah. to my word count. So, I mean, it, there you it's go. a you... real thing. Yeah. 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 So, but, but what you were talking about before, Emily, is that, that initial resistance that maybe you feel just get super curious about it. Is it because like me, you know, you're a night owl and that just wouldn't work or are you resistant to the whole thing and just be curious about it? Like, and maybe NaNoWriMo is not for you this year and that's okay. That's okay. Uh, But just get curious. NaNoWriMo. I have quote unquote won it one time. I have done it like six times. Sometimes don't end up finishing it and it is okay. This is just an opportunity for you to really get your arms around stuff. And so you will learn so much about yourself as a writer. You will learn if you're like me and you end up writing sometimes in coffee shops and sometimes at home and sometimes in the car at a baseball game and sometimes, you know, in the living room, in the dark at 11 o'clock at night. And some, you know, if you realize all that, you will also realize like Amy did what your times are, but you will also realize where where is it easy and where is it hard? Mm-hmm. These are all the things you'll learn just from the process of doing it. So even if you don't win your nano, it's super useful. It's a super helpful thing to do. So well, and just to explain to people, winning, um, quote unquote, winning is when you hit your fifty thousand word count, and um, and they have a whole thing where you can upload your words. And it scrambles them. So it's not like anybody's taking your books, scrambles your words, and then um, it counts them, you know, via 
their magic machines, whatever. Yeah. And um, and then you're eligible to get the NaNoWriMo winning t-shirt, which is, yes, you know, exactly. status so, symbol. Very fun, <laughs> stylish. Right, yeah. right, for sure. And something, you know, I got mine that one year and was yeah. super excited about it. But like M, I have done NaNoWriMo or started off with great intentions of doing NaNoWriMo multiple times. And really it was just that first time. And, and I'm going to say, and hopefully... This I think too. that this time, I'm super optimistic for Amy on this time. We will keep you posted. Yes. Uh, I'm yes. super optimistic for Amy on this time because you you have so much like already teed up for yes. the book. Yeah, I have a lot. Done. So, um, yeah, yeah. so what's the mindset people want, we want people to bring? So I would say for this, um, that you can do it. Like can do I it. can do this. You are absolutely capable of doing it. Yes. Right. And then what would be the practical thing? I think the practical is kind of what we're getting at. Can you, over the next two or three weeks, find ways to make it easier for yourself? Like, can you bring that spirit of curiosity that Amy is talking about and say to yourself, like, is it okay for if I try for 30 days and see what happens to the dust bunnies if I leave them alone or right. right. And I'm going to circle back just really quickly. Cause I, I really want to emphasize this communicate what you're doing to your people. Yes. For sure. Yes. <laughs> we kind of skipped out on that, but yes, communicate to your family, to your kids, to your friends. Um, if you, and I would even advise um, if you like me have like monthly or bi-week, bi-monthly meet meetups with friends or what, or meetings or whatever that you can, um, let go of for the month, like communicate that and just say, Hey, this is what I'm doing. Not going to meet you this month or whatever it is, book club or PTA meetings or whatever, um, like. I'm going to say just a second in, in, in contrast to Amy on this is that I can't do that because if I don't see my friends, I turn into a literal crazy person. Oh yeah. So for me, no, no, no I, uh, I start to, I mean, I start to go bonkers. It, it gets, it gets a little, it gets a little weird around here if I don't. So for me, I'm going to go to book club. It's just more that like my house is going to be dirtier. Um, And for me, but communicating to people. <sighs> It, you know, like I did, I didn't do NaNoWriMo when I was working full-time in an office, but I did write a lot when I was working in full-time in an office. And I think everybody, I wrote on the train in the morning and I wrote at my lunch hour and, um, and the people that worked with me, even though I was the marketing weenie in an engineering office, they knew I wrote books. So, so that's another thing, you know, if you want to squeeze it in on your lunch hour and you say to your coworkers, Hey, I'm going to eat a sandwich at my desk today. And cause I'm doing this thing. I also will say part of the practical here is getting in the practice of, and we have an earlier episode about this, about calling yourself a writer. Amy and I both, I think we both share this. Sometimes it's really hard for us to announce things because then people expect you to follow through mm-hmm. <laughs> the thing you announced. Yes. And this is really great practice because here's the thing, like Part of this is telling your self, your writer self, which is a part of you, like, hey, like I'm on your side. We're one team. It's just like Amy was saying about everybody on the same bike. Like we're one team for 30 days. We can, we can either do this or we can learn. So it's like, it's like 
either way you're learning, whether you, you might learn like, oh, I, I actually need more preparation than I thought I did. Or Things you like may that. learn, well, I can't do, you know, it's not realistic for me to do 1,667 words a day, but I can do half of that. Right. Right. Like I could do 200. Yes. Oh, here's the thing. If you write a hundred words a day at the end of a year, you will have a lot of words. I am not good at math. So how many <laughs> words do I have? I do not know. 36,500. Yeah. 36,500. Yeah. yeah, for um, sure. Okay. So what is the next step for our people? So once you figured out those things that you can and want to do to make things easier, do them, like start setting yeah. things up now so mm -hmm. that everything is kind of in a row for you to hit it on November 1st, right? And so we are rooting for you so hard. Yes. And, and for me too, like yes, that piece that you were talking about. Pie. Yeah. Like I have committed in a very public way to doing the NoRimo, which yeah. kind of makes my chest cave in a I little bit, but I can do it Amy, and I can trust I think myself. You can set yourself up as a public person that people can find. Yes. Yes. I would say check Amy's Instagram. For more oh yeah. Check my Instagram. I'm totally, totally going to maybe make a couple of templates to put together so that I can fill them in. Like, you know, today I wrote about, you know, blank scene, or today I wrote X number of words or, or whatever, something that I'm going to make my marketing super simple and easy mm -hmm. and do it. I'm going to do it ahead of time. So, yeah. yeah. Really quickly, uh, Amy, what's your high low? Um, okay, so my high um, is kind of a combination of things. So um, I have found that a, a productivity game that M has talked about before that has to do with um, it's Danny Donovan's anti-planner. It's one of the activities that you use cards with oh, has cards. been magically delicious, friends. Like it is magical. I cannot even begin to tell you how much I've gotten done in 15 minute increments because of this game. Go and buy this. Or sign up for her email list. If you sign up for her email list, she also sends. Yes. Sign up for Danny Donovan, D-A-N-I-D-O-N-O-V-A-N. So because of that, one of the things that I have been able to get done at this point, or at least by the time this airs, is um, a workshop that you can pay to do. And it's $97. And it is all about what to post on social media if you're an author and what not to post. So and I have been hearing about this and I'm so excited. So please, 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 please go to accomplishedauthors.com mm -hmm. for Amy's class because you will love it. Yes. I'm, so I'm very proud of it. And I put a lot of hard work and enthusiasm and motivation into it. So I'm super Yay. excited for you guys to join me on that. So that is my high. And then I would say my low has been, um, oh, my dog, Lily is our oldest dog. She has a younger sister named Lucy and she is not doing well. She has heart things and Amazing. breathing things. And it's kind of one of those horrible situations where 
like I'll walk in, she likes to sit under the window and sleep under the window here in my office. And I'm always like, I have that little, before I go to try to wake her up that I won't be able to wake her up. Yeah. So. Oh, poor sweetie. Yeah. That's so sad. So sad. Very sad. Sad, sad, sad. Yeah. How about you? What is your um, Okay. So my high is that I have been taking the screenwriting class that I told you guys I was going to take and the drawing class that I told you guys I was going to take. And super excitingly in the drawing class, I actually made something that actually looks maybe like the thing that I was trying to draw, which That's is exciting. Super exciting. And what is super exciting just for us all to realize is the one, so I've been going for however many weeks. And last week was the first time that I've done that. And last week he had us do a thing where instead of, we did not use line at all. We just used light and shadow because the class is on light and shadow. We just did the shadows. And I, by doing the shadows, made something that looks more like the thing than anything I've ever drawn before because I don't draw well with lines. But doing the shadows, like somehow, so that was really exciting. And it's just a reminder, I think, for the writing that like, you can, you don't have to just keep doing it the same way. And that's one of the fun things about Nano, like switch it up. And so in the same way in the screenwriting class I've been taking, he's just giving us all these tools, which are super helpful just to be like, oh, I should try, I could try it that way. I could try it that way. Like he had a suggestion, which I'm, we should talk about in a future episode, but I love this one. He said, sometimes when you got a scene and you're like, this scene is just kind of dead. He's like, can you add a character that he calls Mr. Happen? And that is just a chaos engine of a character. It's it's a minor character who comes in and like just creates chaos. It can be a waitress who spilled the water on someone. It can be um, someone who comes in and goes, I can't believe you're letting him talk to you that way. It can be an ex-girlfriend. It, Something Just unusual. Can you add, unrelated to the dramatic situation, a character that brings chaos? And by doing that, they change and increase the situation of the dramatic situation. I'm like, I, or can you take a character you already have in the scene and make them what he calls Mr. Happen or Mr. McHappen or whatever? Just like, it's just a character who just is there to upset the apple cart and then see what happens. I love so, it. I, love I totally, so I'm about to do that. Totally one. like tucking that away for NaNoWriMo. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and Milo is my ongoing like family stuff. So anyway, and um, one more thing before we go, what are you reading? Oh, um, okay. So I haven't started it yet because I'm finishing up a couple other things that I'm reading, but one of my favorite authors, um, is Cassandra Clare. She wrote like City of Bones and, um, the Shadowhunter series. If anybody's familiar with that, that was on the CW was based on her whole world that she created for Shadow and Bone and all of the things, I think pretty much all of the things she's been writing for the past decade at the least right. have been in this world. And she just came out October 10th with a the first book for a new series. It's called Sword Catcher. And so I, the, I'm so excited to read it. So that's very exciting. That's, and then I have been reading, I have a friend who is uh, written a book that is coming out October 31st. How exciting. 
called? And I've been reading an advanced copy, but hold on. My friend is Jacqueline Firkins, F-I-R-K-I-N-S. And the book is called The Predictable Heartbreaks of Imogen Finch. And I'm reading it and it's very enjoyable. It's coming out it. on October 31st. The Predictable Heart... Predictable Heartbreaks of Imogen Finch. It's okay. We shall check that out. Checking check it, it out. out. Check All it right. out. All right. Thank you guys for hanging out. We're so excited that you're with us. If you are doing NaNoWriMo and you haven't already, go back to our previous episode. We asked the question on it. If you're doing NaNoWriMo or not, let us know. We would love to hear from you. So go to Spotify, answer that question for us so that we know what you're doing. And until next time, hope you guys have a great week and make time to write. Yep. Make time to write. Thanks so much for being with us today. We love our people and we want to get to know you better. So email us at questions at timetowritepodcast.com to have your questions considered for the show. You can also suggest topics by emailing us there. Also drop us a review on Apple Podcasts. Not only will it thrill us. Seriously, we read everyone. It also helps others find the show. We're driven by sharing stories and your review helps us do that. Just remember, your stories matter, and we're rooting for you to find time to write. Even if it's only five minutes. Five minutes. You can do it. You can do it.